Hey, B2B Nation, this is Jordan Schneider subbing in for Chris Kleinfelter again for interview number two of our series of five interviews with speakers from the Revenue Summit in San Francisco last week put on by our good friends at Terminus and Sales Hacker. This interview is with Christina McMillan, who's just an awesome person, really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, She's from a company called Topo, which does... uh, strategy training, growth training for sales teams at large organizations and small organizations too. The only reason large comes to mind first uh, is because we were talking about a couple of specific clients uh, that were really big. So she went into, she was a speaker, like I mentioned at the conference, and uh, she was sharing some of her infinite, what seems to be infinite wisdom about sales strategies. Um, So we, we got into some of that as well as a little more about what Topo does. So I hope you enjoy it. Here's my interview with Christina McMillan of Topo. Hello, B2B Nation. We are at the Revenue Summit in San Francisco, Pier 27, uh, with Terminus, our friends at Terminus. And uh, I am here with Christina McMillan from Topo. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what they do over at Topo. Uh, She was a speaker here today on a panel. So we're going to dive a little bit into that stuff. So thanks for joining me today. Sure. Happy to be here. Do you want to tell us and our listeners a little bit more about Topo, what you guys do, and maybe your role within the organization? Sure. Sure. So I'm the director of research for Topo, and Topo is an analyst firm. Uh, we, We focus exclusively on sales and marketing, so demand generation, sales development, and sales. Um, and similar to some of your other classic advisory firms like Gartner's, instead of focusing on IT, we focus on that sales and MarkTech space. And so we do a variety of things for our, our, our clients. We do some traditional consulting around like playbooks and trainings. And then we also do um, advisory memberships where I actually go and advise folks on very specific topics like compensation or organizational design or things like that. Awesome. Yeah, actually, this is anecdotal, but um, I'm dating somebody that works for Eventbrite. Oh, I nice. think you guys just did a big training. She like talked about it for the entire week oh, afterwards. That's good to hear. Yes. So you guys do like inside sales training and things like that level of minutia sometimes too, right? We do. So yeah. um, our theme at Topo is specificity. So we believe uh, greatly in taking thought leadership and best practices, which we do. Um, we do create that um, and helping our clients translate that into what they actually go do on the ground level. So taking that thought leadership, taking our research that we collect from high growth B2B organizations, um, helping them understand what those best practices are, um, and then actually putting in place a plan or playbooks, for example, to go execute on that with their teams. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad to hear she was really jazzed about it. <laughs> yeah, she was, actually. I'm not making that up. Um, but anyway, okay, so I'm connecting the dots here in my head, too, because this is, we all know Terminus, ABM company, like account-based marketing is this huge trend right now. It has been for like the last year and a half or so. So you guys fit into that pretty neatly, right? I mean, if you're teaching specificity and everything, then I would imagine that that adheres pretty well to an ABM strategy, right? So do you find that a lot of your clients are using the account-based approach? Yeah, I would say it's it's certainly the number one uh, request we get in terms of advisory inquiries. Like, uh, what is AB something, whether it's AB, ABM, whether it's account-based everything, whether it's just we now just call it account-based. Um, it's how to figure it out and how to like figure out where to get started and what to go do. That's the hottest thing we're talking about right now. But to me, like um, where we really uh, help our clients is, is not just the, the understanding, should I go do it? Because that's still a big question. Not everybody should do it. 
There are definite use cases for when they should, and there are some organizations that are just not ready for it or can't execute on it. Yeah, or I mean, what are some of the examples of that? Yeah. Like, if you're not really a good fit for an account base? Yeah, I mean, volume and velocity. Sure. Like, if you can't afford to spend the time and resources on each individual account, then they're not a good fit for that. That's fine. But there's still learnings that you can apply from an account-based strategy. They're just good sales and marketing hygiene. We do believe in that. Um, but for organizations that that are um, more of a fit for account base, it's it's helping them figure out like how do I actually go do it? Like determine your ICP. How to how to say no to certain accounts because it's not worth your time and resources is still very very hard. So understanding the the first best place to start, um, whittling that account list, and then orchestrating what we actually go do once we've identified that set of accounts is is a big focus. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it's not a small task. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what are, I, I don't want to get into anything that you guys get paid for or anything like that, but what, what can you give our listeners in terms of like some really common mistakes maybe that sure. you run into with most customers or maybe just some best practices for them to take to their sales teams? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. I mean, I think, um, and specificity does win in our mind, so I'm happy to give yeah. away some of that. Um, so to me, it does start with identifying uh, what are those customers that we believe are the highest value to our business. So narrowing your ICP. And a lot of folks um, you know, go back and forth on ICP because um, they're like, well, that's our target market. It's everyone. We could sell to anyone. And we're actually like, no. Um, you need to actually understand it, both qualitatively and quantitatively, um, which accounts are going to be the most bang for your buck as an organization to spend time on. And then once you identify that set, however many accounts that is, it could be hundreds, could be thousands, um, understanding the capacity of your team and how you might start tackling that list. So if you've got 3,000 in your target account list and you've got five salespeople, don't just give them each 600 accounts. Like, find a way to potentially do a rotation. Like, we're going to start and mercilessly have each rep focus on 50, let's say. And there's going to be marketing activities that go along with that. There's going to be right. SDR activities that support that. And let's go do a really good job against those, thorough and methodical, um, and let's test it and iterate it and then rotate onto the next set of accounts. No, those are just example numbers, but um, sure. I think that that's, that's an important thing is to, to pilot it until you've sort of worked out a lot of the kinks. Because orchestration, which is the next piece, is not simple. Like many of those organizations, demand generation, sales dev, and sales are working in their own silos today. And so, you know, we think in terms of like when we when we have a weekly meeting, oh great, we're aligned, we meet weekly. And we're like, well, no, actually, just meeting and discussing campaigns is not orchestration. Or, you know, just meeting to do the handoff call is not orchestration. Like understanding how you do account planning across the organization is critical. And so yeah. starting to document plans, they don't have to be grand, um, all-encompassing plans, but just plans to get everyone on the same page. Like. I'll get, here's for specificity. It literally could be like a table that says, look, we're gonna do an account-based campaign over the next 30 days to these 20 accounts for this particular field event. Let's document what happens on each day by who. So right. it might say day one, you know, um, we're gonna get together and identify a high value offer to those 20 accounts. Like not just the same, um, Sangram said this earlier, but it's not about like, I'd love to get grab 20 minutes on your calendar to understand your business. Right. I don't care if I'm a prospect. I'm like, good for you. That's not worth my time. But if I said, hey, look, um, I did research on your company and I have six recommendations for how we might be able to help you grow from blah, 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 blah. Like I've, now I've got something very tangible and I spent time on it and yeah. I'd like to talk about, talk to you about these findings. 
Now that's a high value offer. That's something where somebody's like, interesting. Okay, you're offering you're offering value back to my business. And so it's identifying those offers first collectively, and then talking about what's the execution going to be on day one. You know, marketing's going to potentially send out handwritten notes with uh, books. And then the SDRs are going to send on day three, they're going to do this. And then they're going to follow up. And now we're literally like laying out the game plan and everybody's executing on their piece according to the master plan. That's true orchestration. And so I think that those are some of the things you start really, really small with that level of granularity, with high value in mind and personalization for those accounts. And then you go through that, that whether it's 30 days or whatever, and then you measure it and you say like, where do we do well? Where do we fall down? What could we do differently? That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you, you hear everybody talk about sales and marketing alignment, and it's I'm just thinking of some examples that I've even lived through where it's like, yeah, you totally think you're aligned. And then you come to this point, and you're like, how are we so far off the same page? Like, it's ridiculous. But what I'm hearing from you is like, it's not so much about understanding each other's philosophies or strategies. It's more like formulating a strategy together Yes. And then going on that journey as like one team. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, marketing, here's the part that you own. Let us know when it's done. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're all going to do this together, right? Yeah. Come up with the language together, update each other on a daily or weekly basis or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, and, it, and um, you bring a good point, which is like the siloed mentality. Like I did my part, you did your part. Yeah. Um, we will still have individual responsibilities. Of but course, I think there's yeah. more overlap than ever before. And so making sure that everyone understands their role, but also rolling that back from a, a metrics and a true operating model standpoint, we need to make sure that we're aligned to creating the same things together. So instead of just uh, marketing wanting to create qualified leaves per whatever definition that is for them, we want to make sure that we're both thinking about the ultimate end game of what we do, like SDRs in marketing, for example, is target account pipeline. So we can create leads until we're blue in the face and marketing and, and sales development can create meetings until they're blue in the face, but none of it matters if we're not actually progressing with pipeline opportunities in those accounts we most care about. Yep. So yes, we will still have some of those individual goals, but if we don't align to those greater strategic decision points, then we're not gonna be able, be able to be as successful. Gotcha. This is great stuff. Very cool. I'm glad. So who, who do you guys typically work with at Topo? I mean, are you typically working with larger enterprises, big inside sales teams, or what? It, it runs the gamut. So we, we work with a lot of smaller startups that are literally just getting their sales efforts going. Um, or uh, there could be mid-sized ones, later stage, Series D, Series C, um, that are, um, I would say, hitting that, that sort of, we've been scrappy, we've, we've done a lot of things that have worked well, but now we're figuring out how to scale. And so thinking through some of the true processes that need in place, uh, or like you mentioned, the event brights where we're getting even bigger, and now I've got a lot of different Huge. bodies floating around. I need to make sure everyone's doing somewhat consistent processes, sure. yeah. somewhat consistent messaging, a lot of that. Um, so it runs the gamut. And then we have you know some of the biggest enterprise logos that you're very familiar with um, who are struggling with those same things. Yeah. Um, so the, the challenge that, like a, for example, a five-person sales organization, it's very unique, very different, but there are some pillars that are similar. Is our messaging on point in terms of focusing on them, not us? That still applies when you get to a slightly larger organization. Maybe we've lost a little bit of that because in an effort to scale, we've now said like, okay, here's the message, go run with it. So we lose the ability to iterate. Fast forward now, we're a 130-person sales or sales development organization. 
And now I've got complexities in, you know, the BUs that I'm going after or the regions that I'm supporting, but the same things still come back. Are we doing the right fundamental things? And strategically, are we aligned to the right outcomes? Yeah. Um, so a lot of those things still come into play. They're just a little more complicated. At yeah, it's sizes. interesting at that level of success, too, that they have to be reminded to kind of go back. You, you just talked on a panel about this, right? Yes. Not too long ago. Yes. So this is, this is the subject matter that you guys discussed was... How I mean, you recap for the audience, but I, I think I'm abbreviating here, but it's you guys were talking about how once somebody gets to the enterprise level of sales, sometimes they do have to be reminded to go back to that yeah. specificity. It's not like all process oriented. You still have to be able to freestyle a little bit, right? Well, um, it's sort of like freestyling within your, you know, your swim lane. Like, right. Um, we want to make sure that our teams are equipped. And then the panel was actually a lot about mistakes that you make as you scale effectively. Gotcha. And so some of those, those I just mentioned where it's like, you know, we might be really scrappy when we're a small team because we have to. We're figuring it out. We have no idea what's going to work. So as soon as we find something that works, we're like, okay, great, ship it. Have everybody do that. And so yeah. next thing we know, we blink and we're five times the size. We now have a 30-person team. And it's like we're still using the messaging from last year. And we got to believe our, our buyers have evolved. So we should try to uh, revisit some of that scrappiness so to iterate and to keep finding what's going to work. So, so there's sort of those things that should preserve as you scale. But we also talked about alignment and how alignment is a, a bit of a misnomer as you scale. Yeah. Um, alignment when you're little means, hey, I sit next to that person. I talk to them every single day, my counterpart in marketing, for example. Now, as I scale, it's an entire team. So we have a meeting once a week. Um, and we talk about probably very tactical things around this campaign's coming up. What did you guys think of those leads, this and the other? And so um, even as those, those challenges change and morph as an organization gets bigger, we have to make sure that we're still aligning to the same core strategic elements. Like one of the things that came up on the panel was um, uh, what, you know, if I'm in sales development, let's say, uh, marketing's upset because my team is not calling all their leads. Um, well, I might say our job is not to call your leads our job is to develop pipeline, right? Yeah. And so um, we have to agree that we all agree with that, that if our job is to develop pipeline, yes, it makes it easier having leads, but let's understand there may be other ways to get at that um, that we want to support. So I mentioned having um, you know marketing and sales aligned to target account pipeline. That now changes the game plan for both of us. It's no longer about just generating qualified leads. It's how do I actually drive engagement in target accounts? Yes. Whether that be in the form of MQLs or whether that be marketing, equipping sales development with those high value offers to go out and, and yep. try to get engagement with those accounts. So it sort of changes our mindset a little bit. So as we continue to scale, we have to make sure that we're continually checking in on those strategic agreements. And that's sort of what makes That makes, makes a lot of sense. This is actually just for my own curiosity, but do you, because we're kind of going through something similar right now at our company, but do you, what are your, what's your stance on like a service level agreement? Because those, those things do come up where the SDRs or the inside sales team will say, yeah, we ignored these leads, but it's because we were pursuing these ones that we thought were way better opportunities. Yeah. And you're sitting there as a marketing department like, okay. yeah, oh, but man. we engaged those leads. They were so much yeah. hotter. So, yeah. I mean, do you recommend that? Is that a best is practice? What, this is why orchestration is important, right? We don't want marketing spending time spinning up folks that we're not going to give attention to, especially if they're folks we care about. So that's where the orchestration is important. If they're going to be spending efforts, it should be aligned to what we're doing in sales and sales development. So that's one thing. Um, the next is making sure that we agree 
um, on, again, what those sort of higher level strategic agreements are. Like, is our job to follow up on leads or is our job to do something else like generate yeah. a pipeline? Um, now, I do believe SLAs are really meaningful. For example, when you have a specialized team of inbound versus outbound, the goal of inbound, inbound teams is yes, to generate pipeline, but it's also to create a very good experience for those leads coming into our organization to make sure right. that the buyer experience is good. And so I would absolutely advocate for an SLA there. Time to follow up, um, uh, depth of follow up, right. um, offers that we can make back, not just like, are you ready to buy and then hang up? But it's like, are we creating <laughs> a good That's our exact experience? strategy. Yeah, oh totally. my God, no. <laughs> but it's like, we again, we have to align to what is the purpose of that. Now for outbound, um, you know, if I give an outbound SDR 100 accounts or an outbound, you know, inside salesperson 100 accounts and they get some leads coming in, I'd want to make sure that it's the leads from those 100 accounts that they're spending time on, right? Not sure. just like you have to go call these 200 folks that stop by our trade show booth and they're like, but I have to get into these 100 accounts. So you can start to see the conflict. So if we just make those agreements, then we're all starting to march in the same direction. Now, it's not as easy as it sounds. I recognize that. But yep. that's part of it is just to start thinking through what some of those strategic expectations are. That's definitely been helpful for us just to even have the conversation. I mean, we're reaching the point where we've got something written out, but it is even just talking like here are the expectations. It's amazing how much more aligned you feel at the end of that. Yeah, so, and you have to keep having that conversation. It can't yeah. be like, oh, we had it at SKO once. And yeah. then we thought we were set for the year. <laughs> it has to be revisited for sure. And it has to be revisited based on the accounts that you're focused on. So I mentioned rotation. It's critical that um, we do account planning around our most strategic accounts to understand what everyone's role is and what we're trying to accomplish over a given you know, campaign or, or time period there. And so that helps drive yeah. that conversation. That's a really good reminder. That's good for everybody to remember for sure. I think there is this propensity to kind of like set it and forget it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, so anyway, we're here at the Revenue Summit. Are you here for the next couple of days or are you going to stay through the end of the? Uh, I'll be here in pockets. Yes. Lots of meetings. Okay. Lots of good folks to, uh, to connect nice. with. Yeah. What are you what are you looking forward to the most here? Um, I think um, I, I, just anything that gets together. I mean, this is our community. These are our people like sure. the sales and marketing practitioners um, and the struggles that they're having is what I'm always most keen to connect with. So in running the research organization, so much of our research is data-driven. It's, it's studying those high-growth companies to understand what it is that makes them tick and makes them successful, but it's also very prescriptive, understanding what are the challenges that are most pressing for folks in the roles that they're in now at different stages of their evolution so that we can align best practices that help get them out of that and onto the next problem, if you will. So yeah. it's, have, it's to get more insight into that. So if companies who are listening to this, who have sales teams of their own or marketing teams of their own, want to figure out more about Topo, how do they do that? Sure. They can certainly look us up, topohq.com. Um, we also have um, a big event, our annual event coming up in uh, mid-April at the same venue. It's April 12th and 13th here in San Francisco. Um, and we, we believe strongly in specificity, as I've mentioned now several times. <laughs> and so our event, we try to do that. We try to make sure that the content is intensely focused um, on the practitioners. We layer in data, we layer in best practices, and certainly our analysts speak. But it's really to give people a chance to hear from their peers on where they are in their journey, on, you know, in, the, in that evolution of the team, what are the problems they just sort of came through and how they did that and what they're sort of looking to do next. And so it's, it's, that, it's that connection and that view under the hood, if you will, that we believe give a lot of people those ideas of what to go tweak and fix at their organization. So we're, we're super excited about that. We're going to have about 50, 
um, practitioner speakers talking about a variety of things from oh, wow. sales development, sales ops, marketing ops, leadership, um, account-based. Um, we awesome. even have a track dedicated uh, exclusively to the reps themselves building those foundational uh, best practices. So we're really excited. So anyone who's listening who's interested, certainly reach out to us. And um, as being a part of the, the Revenue uh, revenue Summit and the Sales Hacker community, we're happy to, to help them get there to Definitely. our Topo Summit. Well, thank you. So, this is like awesome information that you I feel like I owe you money right now. Are you going to invoice me? No, no, no. Just happy hour. I'll come find you. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me. Awesome. My pleasure, Jordan. Our show today brought to you by Technology Advice was recorded live in San Francisco at the Revenue Summit. For more B2B Nation, including the rest of the episodes in this series, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud.